Yeah, what's going on? It's MF Problems. I'm your host, MF David Deary, live and direct from my living room today. And I'm here with my guest, comedian, writer, New York guy, Mookie Thompson. What's up, everybody? You were really searching for something there. I, I was going to say Flake. Flake? Well, we were supposed to do Friday at the comedy store, but you had a show, so... You, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't... It's kind of... Profe- so I didn't say Flake. You're not You're not a Flake. No, I'm just... You're definitely a, not a Flake. You I'm wouldn't, in demand. You, so. wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't be here right now. No. I mean, I love flake. flake, though. Don't get me wrong. You do? Oh, flaking is the best. You'd like to actually Flake? There's nothing better than not doing stuff. That's true. You know what I'm saying? And as the, as the older I get, I make fewer and fewer excuses. Yeah. I just don't show up to shit or if I'm late. Other people have to get it, right? Yeah, it is what it is. Like, I mean, I spent so many, the same. so many years being like, oh, dude, traffic. This is, I missed the train. Like, I don't give a fuck. Give me a couple of your best excuses. Best excuses. Let's see. Like, first of all, sleeping. You skip dates? Sleeping. I, don't, I, I will never go on a date. Oh, you're the man. <laughs> I love this guy. Screw that, dude. I talk to girls on Tinder and they'll be like, make plans to hang out. I'll never follow through. I just That's can't. That's amazing. I can't do it. Who dude. does that? I don't know. It's so you flake on dates? I flake big time. That's great. So you make plans yeah. and then I don't think I've At ever. At the last minute, I'm just like. Ugh. I've never done that in my life, I don't think. I'm it, like a chronic on timer. Uh-huh. It's sick. It's a default of mine. Yeah. I, mean, I read. I read. Did you ever read the autobiography of Malcolm X? No. Not to put you on the spot racially, <laughs> but uh, well, I did. I read all the popular African-American novels. Of course. No, I read that, and there's, like, a part where he's, like, really adamant about being on time mm-hmm. and how, like, important it is to your character. And, and he's saying, like, his most important possession is his watch, and if you're, like, late, you know what I mean? If yeah. you get, it's your word, and how, yeah. and it just stuck with me forever. And now I'm, like, if I say I'm going to do, I just, I just don't, I'll just, like, I won't make a plan, you know? Yeah. But I, but I admire people that can, like, make a date especially and flake on it. because I just like to say yes to everything. That's great. It doesn't mean I'm actually going to show That's up. awesome. Man. I love that. <laughs> especially if I'm an East Coaster, you know? Yeah. It's, like, such a West Coast I guess so, yeah. That's such a West Coast I'm thing. A, I'm but adapting quickly. New Yorkers right. pretty much just say, like, nah, I don't want to fucking do that. That's whack. Yeah, most of the time. Like, nah, son, I'm so you, good. I'm so good you grew up that. in New York. Yeah, man. Where? It, All day. Where Long did you Island. Up? Long originally. Island. Yeah. Um, not many people know much about Long Island. Well, I know here, De La Souls from Long Island. That's it. That's all you know. Well, uh, that's that's exactly what all of Long Island is like. To put on a De La Soul record, and well, you're you're there, baby. Well, I know it's, I know it's like pretty rich compared to other parts but then there's some like pretty gnarly ghetto well, yeah, parts like, as well, well right? some parts are nice but not the place that i come from i mean i, I know gino ianucci's from long island but that's like such a reference that like, like the east that's a deep reference east end of long island south shore like before you get to like the hamptons mm-hmm. it's pretty gnarly it's garbage town right before the hamptons well like yeah all the way out there the whole like east end before it gets really really nice it yeah. gets just terrible just like it's real life rural yeah <laughs> um yeah the, during the 90s so where did you grow up that's crack, where you grew up a town called mastic shirley which is like a fucking shithole it shit had hole. like one of the highest crime rates in new york <clears throat> in the late 90s shit 
So it's just, I mean, not like I was, I wasn't tied up. I was in like a pretty, you know, decent uh, middle class family. Middle of the road. But, but like, still, that's but where still, a lot of the I, I, DJs come there. from. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure when you were a kid, you would like take the train into uh, into Manhattan and get into some oh, yeah. debauchery. I started going to CB's when I was 14. Yeah. Who yeah. Were you, who did you see? Who was around then? Because I, I, how old are you now? 33. So was it like Sonic Youth no, era or was I, it after that? It was that? mostly like throwback New York hardcore bands. Mm-hmm. Bands like Agnostic Front or like um, Outburst or like Killing Time. Like oh, yeah. And Reunions. Like these guys are already like old ass yeah. bands. Or like so it was the, towards the end of the road. Kind of, kind of. It was uh, a few years before it closed, probably. But um, so this is '90s. We're talking like early 2000s. Oh, I even guess. later. Oh shit. Or like man. yeah, '99. I think was probably the oh, first okay. time I went. Oh fuck, man. Yeah, because Sonic Youth would have been like '80. Yeah, no, eight no, no. Or not, something like not that. that. But I, I, might, I actually know even before that, probably '86. I might have been around my for like their reunion. Like, I saw the Gorilla Biscuits reunion, right? And it was that was one of the craziest things ever. And they're still playing a reunion now, like that's another hilarious. Ten years after. I mean, you might as well. Why not? I mean, what else are you gonna do with your life? I mean, right. what are these bands doing? I mean, they probably broke up. They're probably just not friends with each other yeah, anymore. They're all a lot just of those. busy hitting on seventeen-year-olds. Why not? Internet. I mean, eighteen-year-olds. Well, you'd hope. <laughs> I'm 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 IDing every 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 yeah. chick. If I I'm, mean, there's a reason. If I'm the 55 year old guitarist from Suicidal Tendencies and uh, I'm hitting on a young girl, I'm I'm Cardiner. Yeah, there's only one reason why those shows are all ages. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's true, and it's to get young money. Girls. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so you grew up in New York, uh, and uh, now you're now you're out here living out here. But I, I wanted to talk to you specifically about you were telling me that you were involved in some uh, underground poker games yeah. in New York. When did that start? Heavily involved. Um, when I was around, I was 17 years old. I was in a, a car were you, accident. Were you living with your parents I at the time? I was living with my parents okay. still. I was in a car accident and I broke my leg. Right, And this was during uh, the same time that Chris Moneymaker was playing in the World Series of Poker. Okay, this is yeah. the they call it the Moneymaker era. Yeah, it, this was yeah. like the thing that started the poker boom like yeah 100 everyone saw it the first time in amateur for those that don't know chris moneymaker it's funny that his name's moneymaker yeah. by the way it's really crazy but there's a guy named chris moneymaker who he actually the, the world series of poker is a ten thousand dollar buy-in tournament and the winner wins now nowadays it's something like 13 million or something like that but back then i think it was like a million and a half yeah and Chris Moneymaker actually got in by winning a different, like a like a kind of a an online satellite. an online satellite tournament, I think which it means, might have been a free tournament. Yeah, something like that, or, or maybe really fifty cheap. bucks, yeah. something a really cheap tournament. And he won that tournament, and the and the prize was he got to enter into the World Series of Poker, which was a ten thousand dollar buy in, yeah. and he ended up winning it. Yeah. And at the time, that was so it'd be like. It'd be almost like a random guy winning UFC yeah. off the streets, and it became this like massive boom where was everybody also, was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna play poker now." It was also the first year they showed the whole cards. Oh, is that right? Yeah, which was a huge. That's, that's why massive. It's almost like a conspiracy. Exactly. It's why, and his name is Moneymaker. The whole thing seems like too good to be true, right? Right. But I don't know. But uh, yeah, it was the first year they showed the whole card, so that made poker actually watchable on TV. Before that, it was the worst, dude. It was just two yeah, guys with cards that you're just reading their faces. Like, oh, I wonder what they have. But now you could actually – that was the first time you could play along. 
Right. And that's why everybody got so into Hold'em because you're watching you're watching these pros play on TV. And it's yeah. Like, oh, I can when you do can that. see the cards, it is an interesting game. Yeah. It's a very interesting game. I mean, I'm into it, and and like, you know, obviously, if you're going to continue listening to this, you're probably into it. It, yeah. it. And if you know how to play Texas Hold'em, this is probably why. Chris Moneymaker winning. Right. It well, was a massive I would say boom. probably 99% of people that pl- that play cards now f- got into it because of that, whether a they know the, it or not. A lot of the pros that play that, that are famous now, a lot of the guys who win, I listen to them on interviews, and they're like, well, I watched Chris Moneymaker, yeah. and, then I, and then there was like this massive boom of online poker that a lot of people that were good at poker or like learned about poker and learned the edge, the skill edge that is involved in poker just cleaned up. Yeah. Just made a ton of money because there were so many just idiots mm-hmm. out there, so many suckers. Exactly. So that's how I got into it. So you were that 17. Time. I was 17, stuck at home with a broken leg. I watched the whole World Series of Poker, Moneymaker winning and everything. Yeah. Then I just got like a ton of poker books, got obsessed with the whole thing. Like, I'm going to make a million dollars off this. Did you Did you start playing online? No, I never played much online. I like I played. Uh, I just put together a lot of games with my friends at first, and it was basically just like ruining everybody because no one knew what they were That's doing. That's great. Like, so high school kid, like yeah, all yeah. your high school friends. Yeah, That's great. And because everyone was getting into it, right? So yeah. I put together a tournament, get twenty of my friends to come down. Everyone puts in twenty bucks and just murder them because they had no clue what they were doing. That's hilarious. And I had read like seven poker books or some shit like that. But um, so then from that, I met some people that had like. They were running like a small game in Long Island, which is um, basically just like an office where they had a poker table and mm-hmm. people would come in and play like one, two. These are adults. Games. Yeah, yeah. And How so old I, are you? You're still a seventeen. I'm You're still 18? seventeen. I'm seventeen at this, and I I started dealing at one, like this spot in Long Island. Okay, so they gave you a job. They gave me a job because I was coming in playing, and they were like, "Yeah, I'll give the kid a job or whatever." Okay. Um, and then from that, the guys that ran that place, they all would go and play in the city, like in the big games. And I was always like, so oh, let me, so, so you're dealing cards, right? And how yeah. many people are in these games in Long Island? Not a It's ton. pretty mellow, right? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it would be like two tables at max. Maybe All two. friends. Everyone's got to be kind of like referred or like you know someone. It's kind of like a scene, you know? Yeah. And how much money is on the table in these Back games? Back then, very little. When I first started, this was, like I said, one, two, hold Just a little fun game, a couple hundred yeah, bucks yeah, each person. Yeah, people are buying in like two, three hundred. If you get like stuck a lot, maybe you're losing two grand for the night. Yeah. If you're really going crazy. Yeah. But. No one's really losing two grand, though. I mean. No, not in a not really. game. These well, are like I just mean, they are, but just not at the at, at that level. Right. But, I mean. It's it mostly goes, just amateur guys, like just yeah, friends. Guys getting and, off of work. Yeah. Just coming in and like. But then, once I moved into the city games... So some of those guys were playing the city games. And the yeah. city games were the big time... Yeah, yeah. 5'10 games. Yeah, stuff like that. People putting, like, $5,000 yeah. on the table at and a time. And the stories that, like, that I would hear are just like, this is insane. Yeah. You ever see the movie Rounders? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's a very accurate representation right. of what it's like. Yeah, you're just um, in this, like, dark room in the back of a deli yeah. <laughs> or in the basement of some place, and yeah. it's a bunch of sketchy mob guys, and uh, and, that, and that's a real deal. Even some of those places that they went to in that movie or that they mentioned are, like, real places that were oh, around. Shit. Yeah, like uh, the Mayfair Club and stuff like that. <coughs> so, um, so it was a lot like that. Um, so you were dealing at this place, and then what happened? You you you, you got invited to play. In no, a, uh, a friend of mine, uh, the guy, guy that was running the place that I was working at, he was uh, also working at a small club in the city that was like this old 
Italian social clubs open for like 50 years. Straight up like uh, mob hangout, basically. Yeah. It's what it is, like a historical mob hangout, which has now become a poker game for like yuppies. Okay. Basically. So he just, they needed a dealer one night. They brought me in there. And wow. uh, that was it. Like, I just, I just. Were you scared? Oh, I was nervous as hell for sure. Yeah. The first shift that I worked was probably like, I don't know, 12, 13 hours. I went in at two in the afternoon. Probably got done like six, seven in the morning. Wow. Um, and what kind of uh, what kind of people were at the table? Do you remember any like specific people from your first day or well, yeah, the any first, hands or the f- well, the big highlight of my first day dealing poker in the city is my boss, the guy that hired me, lost seventy thousand dollars. God the damn! First, and so at and that's your why table, I, I'm dealing, and I, this is why the game went until like six, seven in the morning the next day because like they nobody wanted to leave, and this is a small game. And, like, I'm telling you, a week before, I was dealing in Long Island where the most anybody ever lost is a few thousand bucks. Wow. And this guy is the guy who's hiring me. He's this old Syrian dude. And I'm thinking I'm getting fucking killed at the end of this. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. He's just losing and losing and losing, and nobody wants to leave. And then finally, when I'm, like, cashing out at the end of the night, he's like, come back tomorrow. You know what? Just come back every night. I was like, all right, cool. Wow. And literally, I just started going there every night. Like, And I was, how much I, would you I, be I getting paid? Um, so it was all tips. You, uh, As a dealer in the city, you uh, mostly just make all tips. Uh, and uh, I would make anywhere from like, you know, 300 to 1,000 bucks in a night. So they don't even pay you out. They're just like, you come deal and you just keep your tips. It's yeah. like that's the deal. You keep your tips, and, and it's every a, but hand, it's a lot though. Every hand you get, every hand yeah. you get a couple bucks. Yeah, yeah. And like the faster you go, the more you make. And you deal like a huge cooler, and the guy gives you a hundred bucks. You ever yeah. get like what's the fattest tip you ever got? You remember? Oh, probably like five hundred bucks. Wow, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Do any hands like jump out? Do you remember any kind of specific? Were you ever nervous to peel a card? Um, not really. I mean, there. W- I don't know. I just seen. Th- thousands and thousands of hands that you just get desensitized to it i think for, probably when i first started i was definitely more nervous about that because people just will scream at you as a dealer they'll throw the cards at you really oh absolutely it's part of the job it's like you're like a fucking doormat yeah essentially you're the lowest the lowest person in the club by far like they throw the cards at you oh yeah if they lose they'll throw the cards. they'll be like cursing me out like this guy's a fucking piece of shit i wouldn't piss if you were if you were on fire you scumbag like old ladies would say stuff like this to me (laughs) that's amazing i I swear to god and um but after a while you just got to kind of learn to be like a robot and it's like this not personal this guy doesn't know me yeah he doesn't care um so was know. there the opposite? Were there people that like took to you and liked you and oh, like yeah, wanted to buy you sure. things and for take sure. you for drinks? For and sure. Um, did you become friends with any like sketchy people? So many <laughs> ridiculous amounts. But I mean, like guys that run fucking whorehouses. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Club owners, um, mob guys, all types of weird shit, man. So describe the scene a little bit. Like what's okay. the room like? So this club, um, this is back in like 2006 I started there. Uh-huh. This place is a little old social club. It was on Houston and Thompson. It's not in, there in anymore? In the West Village. No, it's not there anymore. It was shut down. But um, So you would walk in. It was literally like a slot in the door. They would like look at you, slide the door shut, buzz it, and you walk in. There's like three poker tables. 
Um, and they're just like old and stained. The place was like disgusting. It's just an open room. It's just like a small first floor apartment. Essentially, yeah. there's just a bathroom in the back, an open room with three tables. And then there's like a little kitchen with an old Italian dude making pasta. And for real? Yeah, he's making pasta and he's making like espressos for everybody. Bring wow. them to the table. So was there a bar where people drinking? No, no alcohol. No, because that would just get out of hand. Um, so it's just a straight up gambling den. Yep. Exactly. It's like, yeah, as nefarious as you could imagine. Like and would nothing, you, nothing nice about it. Would you – were there people who were, like, in debt? Oh, yeah, yeah, Did you yeah. see, like, some – did you ever see um, any, like, So I'll tell you, this one character, this guy named Alphonse, right? This guy was uh, – he played poker on TV a bunch of times. He was kind of like a local celebrity. He's in, like, his late 60s probably. He had owned, like, three or four restaurants – he was like a multi-millionaire. Okay. And last time I saw him, I don't know, maybe it's probably over 10 years now, but last time I saw him, he was trying to borrow $20 from me, and he was sleeping in the poker club. Are you serious? Dead serious. So he gambled away everything? His entire or? life. Everything, what? Everything. And that's just one of many, many people. That that's I, incredible. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, it's a it's a sick, sick. Were these guys just also? Thing. Were they just? Did you see people that were just bad at poker? You must have seen so many people that were just bad at the game. Every level, man. Every level. The guys that lose the most are the ones that think that they're great and that they're getting unlucky. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. It's ridiculous to right watch. because what what what's your opinion on this? Poker is a skill game. Poker is a luck game. What do you think? Um, it's. A lot of luck. Uh-huh. Way, way, way more than it's given credit for. I mean, especially once you can only – your skill will only give you a certain edge. Right. But at the end of the day, you're gambling. But if gambling. you have that edge over someone else, then therefore you have an edge. Yeah, you do have an edge. So you have the same amount of luck as anyone else. Yes. But if you have skill and that person doesn't, Therefore, you're gambling, but you have an edge. Absolutely. So you're going to win money. Most likely over the long Most run. Likely Most likely in the long likely, run. Yes. Yeah. But then also you're So that's playing, the skill aspect You're playing against different people all the time. Right. Like, from watching – I've seen some of the same guys playing these clubs over years and years and years, and everybody kind of loses – You've never time. you've never seen like an like a winner. There's like a few guys who they'll have big swings. Yeah, and yeah. they'll have like a few months where like this guy's killing it. Yeah, but it'll always even out. Interesting. And like over time, if you put together like years of it, there's a few guys who can squeak out a living. Yeah, where they're paying their rent and they're all they do is play cards. Yeah, but I don't know anybody who's like just caking off of it unless right. you hit a big tournament. Or something like that. Or if you play very high level, then your swings are even crazier. The elite guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's where I ended up. I mean, those guys are out there. Obviously, the the pro guys that you see every year in the World Series of Poker, you always see the same guys. You always see the stats, and it's that, 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 that doesn't lie. And those guys are out there playing all different kinds. Like, they, they play the smaller one, ones, too, so they probably must do well in all the tournaments. I don't know if the World Series of Poker is considered soft to pros or if it's uh, if it's an uh, easy cash. It's more of a crapshoot because so many people. There's play so many it. people. So those yeah. guys that you see, like, oh, this is his, uh, you know, twenty fifth World Series of Poker, and yeah, he's cashed no in seventeen. That's, that's like no ridiculous. Yeah, they that must be. Also, he also probably played in a thousand tournaments. Yeah, he must a play year. tournaments every day. Like you know? A couple a day or something like that. But yeah, for the mo for the average person, it's a it's a it's a downswing. Yeah, you know, it's a losing. So you've seen a lot of uh, everybody loses. That's crazy. So you do you remember dealing to that guy? Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, a ton. 
Um, again, just blaming me for his losses. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, no, the, the, never at any point do they sit back and go, "Man, am I losing my money?" Was there <laughs> ever go, times everybody where everybody else is fucking me over? Was there ever times where your boss was like, "Don't deal card, don't don't let this guy in the game," or um, did you ever see any loan shark shit? Well, so I'll tell you this. Uh, so after working at that club for a while, like it kind of split off. That place got closed down. I ended up working at another place for about five years after that. That was kind of like uh, an evolution from the original club. Some of the same players, some of the same staff. Um, and this guy, the guy who ran this place, um, he was the biggest degenerate A, I've ever met and B, ever worked for. And he had... Uh, just nobody to stop him from taking as much money on credit as he wanted, right? Cause this is the guy who runs the game? This is the guy who runs the game. And now, so after... Um, Would he play in the game? Yeah. So a lot of these games were based on a game runner who was basically the whale. Like, wow. It's really weird. Like, So, like, that's that same guy, that guy I told you lost 70 grand... Uh, the first night I dealt at that one club, he was a game runner there, and he was kind of also the attraction because he's a rich guy, loses a lot of money. So he's also running the game. So he's making a lot of money off the game, but a lot of it is going back in because of how much he loses. Wow, so weird. all these games are kind of centered usually around a game runner who is also the biggest loser. That's So that's not like the best business model. It's terrible. Yeah. It's the worst. And so like this guy uh, at the second club I worked at, he – there's no one there to tell him to stop taking credit. So he got in so much debt with the business that he was – this guy's making probably three, $4 million a year. And, again, same case as the other dude, just, like, dead broke, couldn't pay his bills. What? Got to the point where he owed everyone in the staff money and uh, ended up getting the shit kicked out of him by the landlord of the building because he owed him a bunch of money. They tried to kick him out. No shit. So then who's backing these games if – So they're backed by – Basically the mob. Yeah. I mean, um, so just illegal money is backing. Like, like who's yeah. he getting credit from? There, is there, essentially, there's, he's taking credit from himself. But yeah, the money is is being backed by so a, are these, a partner. So are these like mob guys that basically yeah. that get sucked into these games and then well end they up- they force people to partner up with them basically if you're, if you're right. starting a game in a certain neighborhood so they, they might be they, normal they might be like normal dudes that just play poker and they're just like rich but then to to get protection or whatever they gotta like yeah it's not like not like in the movies where they show up like damn it smash your shit up damn it i want it to be like in the movies but it's like the, all these games are kind of connected because there's a certain pool of players hey let me hey <laughs> let me say something here real quick if you fucking if you don't fucking give tony his fucking money yeah. By Friday, you try to flip flip any cards in this neighborhood. I'll I'm gonna fu- fucking. I'll dogs. tell you what. You guys can play cards here tonight, but if you come back here Tuesday, I'm gonna break. I'm gonna, no lie. I'm gonna break your fucking cousin's knuckles. Down I don't want to see no goldfish. Place. I don't want to see no fucking pinochle. Nothing. Hey, what the fuck is this guy doing here? Huh? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Hey, little. Th- hey. Little tone. All right, now it's starting to be offensive. All Get right, out of here. The fuck? If your dad knew you were down here and I was here, now <laughs> fucking. You crazy? What are you doing here, you fuck? Get out of here. 
But so these mob guys, man, they were uh, like the silent partners. Um, and what were they running? Like fucking. So I don't know what they did outside of the club. Shit off like, the back of a truck, I guess. They would just come in, pick up envelopes. You know what I mean? And yeah. Kind of like every once in a while, there'd be one guy who would be like a bouncer. At I mean, a this club. is illegal, right? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Very, yeah. very illegal. Yeah. You yeah. can't gamble and no. you can't like gamble. And, you can't play gambling games. No. I mean, back. So this the first club I worked at was shut down in like 2007, back when there was like a big raid on all the poker clubs because there was a uh-huh. robbery in one of them and somebody got shot. I see. So all the clubs because they kind of know down. it's happening, right? Yeah, they yeah, knew, they, they, they get paid one off. Of those, like, don't ask, don't tell. Things. Yeah, the cops yeah. are definitely getting money, and uh, but yeah, they shut them all. All like the big clubs got shut down in in uh, 2007, and now they're all just kind of like yuppie, um, like private games. Yeah, like, I mean, there's still card games happening in New York. Obviously. Oh no, they're they're they've gone uh, more private and much higher stakes now. Too. Wow, so they're much harder to get into. And it's not like you got to – it's not like the old club I worked at where, like, you all you have to do is know somebody. You could bring your buddy in or whatever. Now right. it's like you have to literally be invited, and it's like a one-table situation. Everyone's wow. buying in for ten, twenty thousand. 20000 Wow. Yeah, big money. Like, they're playing five ten Omaha or uh, ten twenty five or stuff like that. Like wow. Big, big money. Yeah. So that's – in those games, people are regularly losing, like, fifty, a 100000 Like, there's always at least one person. That's crazy. Yeah, like they have the game Poker Night in America. I mean, they they like that's like one of the big stream games now, and I think a lot of those people that aren't professional poker players probably play private game? games. It's a TV game, okay. yeah, but it's a cash game, and it's um I think it's like two hundred, four hundred, and then people straddle or something, or three hundred, yeah. six hundred blinds. What it's Hold'em? It's Hold'em, yeah, and people are buying in for like you know two hundred thousand dollars. I also, I'm not it's sure. It's uncapped. I so don't think those th- numbers are even real, honestly, on those shows. I yeah, you think it's like pr- produ- yeah. produced? I mean, I think it's I like. I think it's, they're probably buying it for like 1000 and they're calling it 100000 or something like that. I don't know, man, because the people that are in there, like like the, the whales, are billionaires. Oh, yeah. Yeah. and I, and I just don't trust television. I know, I know. I know what you're saying, but I think it's, it's more like the professionals that play in there get um, backing from different people. Yeah. So they, they don't have their own money on the table. So if it's like if there's a quarter of a million dollars on it, it's like, you know, everyone's got like whatever, 50000 He's got, you know, hey, buy, buy in for 50000 and I'll pay off or whatever. Because, like, I know there's those the games also in, like, Macau, like the big games they play now. Mm-hmm. There's millions of dollars on the, euros, euros, yeah. millions of euros on the table. And, like, there's dudes who've played, like, recently there was a one pot that was worth – one and a half million euros or something like that. And like uh, I don't, on the show? On the show. But but it's you know it's James it's, Bond was in it. It's regularly talked about like in like on like the you know, the in the poker community on uh-huh. like blogs. So you're pretty into poker. I really I'm you really into poker. Yeah. I'm How really much do you play? I play as much as I can for being broke, but I also uh-huh. it's like I'm not like a I'm not like a I'm like a smart I'm like small I'm from the school of like bankroll management. So I'm like yeah, aware of. I, I see what you're saying. So I you're try to play low stakes. A state. Jewish man. I'm a Jewish man. That yeah. was one way to put it. The yeah. School of bankroll. I'm not, I would put it this way: if I was the millionaire <laughs> guy who, uh, I would ne- that would never be me, never, because I would just be like, oh, I'm gonna go light twenty grand on fire today and go play poker. But I try to yeah. make it like a memorable experience. I, like, I like used to learn kinda, from it. I used to gamble a lot when I first started doing this shit. And then just from seeing all these guys ruin their lives, yeah. I learned. I was like, I could either come in here and play poker or I could sit in a different chair at the same table and deal the cards. 
And that's smart. And basically never lose a hand. That's smart. So that's and you get to you get the same experience. Like you get to feel the coolers and yeah. I mean, I love. I just love the game of poker. But I think there's it's nothing like winning a big pot, though. But. No, it's great. And 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 honestly, like, yeah, it, I would like if there was online poker, I would play all the all the time. Isn't Be- there now? No, there's not. Like not uh, oh, not you officially. Can't do it here? You can't do it here. Certain, it's illegal. Certain states you can. Yeah, Vegas and Jersey. Jersey. And I would play that because you can put fifty bucks on and play Again, one cent, two cent, never, play micro stakes. I don't. I never liked it. I don't really trust it to be honest. People, oh, it's, people it's collude. Sketchy. People collude like crazy. There's robots. There's bots. And like people yeah. are just literally sitting on the phone with each other playing the same game. Just like, so you're at least playing against two hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't seem like a lot, but over time, that's gonna. That's true. You. Yeah, that's true. And then it's like things move so fast. Or if they're sitting in the same house together. I mean, that that's exactly. also a possibility. Could be sitting right next to each other. Five dudes. Yeah, I mean, like I'll raise you, and then you re-raise. All Five right. dudes against you. Exactly. That's yeah, that's totally pretty gnarly. Possible. Yeah, that's totally possible. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not a foolproof. I went to a home game here, and uh, I was too scared to like. I wanted to. Uh, here, I'll tell you what happened. So I go to this home game with my friend. There's two. There's two tables. Yeah. It's pretty fancy. I think we were playing – it was pretty low stakes because I don't have, like, a lot of money. I think at the time I, I think I had about maybe $1,000 in my, like, bankroll to play poker, which isn't that bad. But you can yeah. you can lose that – like you said, you can lose that at a night at a casino. Sure. So, you know. I think the I think I would buy in for maybe 100 bucks. you know. So maybe it was – maybe it was 25 cents, 50 cents. Maybe it was 50 cents a dollar. Anyway, so I got like 100 big blinds. Anyway, the first – Day the first day I go there, I win. I remember winning the first day I went. I think I won like I came home with like two hundred fifty bucks. So it didn't seem off to me, but my my friend was like, "Man, I like always. There's always like huge coolers there. Like there's always somebody getting one outed. There's always like he's like he 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 mentioned a few hands, and this is before I was like really paying attention to other people's hands and like really paying attention. Like now when I play poker, I really pay attention to every hand. You know, obviously self deal. No, they have a dealer. Okay. They have a dealer. So anyway, I was at the second table. I wasn't really thinking much about it. I go back. I'm at the main table, right? Right away, I'm getting like tons of hands. Uh, seven, eight suited. Uh, pocket sixes. I mean, in a row. Pocket mm-hmm. tens. Pocket queens. And I remember that he was saying, I had already remembered that he was saying there was like lots of you know, sketchy coolers. Yeah. So in between going back, I had like looked up how to rig a home poker game. Uh-huh. Right. My grandfather's a magician, by the way. Okay. So I know about fake shuffling uh-huh. and like, so I know things are possible. Oh yeah. So I, I actually find some information online that you can like deal from the bottom of the deck. You can rig decks. You can, f- you can do a false shuffle. Yeah. There's lots of different things you can do. So I'm watching these guys deal and I'm watching the game and I start to notice that it seems to me like they have somebody in the first seat and somebody in like the seventh seat, right? Yeah. So it would be like they're like signaling. They're they're actioning. They're 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 like and they were the guys th- there's two guys, right, on either side of the table, right? So here it is. So so the, the dealer could deal specific hands. Yeah. You know, so he could No? That's a stretch, man. It Who is, is a this stretch. Dealer, dude, because well, I was watching him shuffle, and it looked uh-huh. the shuffle looked weird. Yeah, the shuffle looked weird, and also I mean, as I a could magi- buy that he was trying it, but if you, it is beyond difficult yeah. to pull that off and make it clean. And if you're good enough to do that and get away with it, 
you're not doing it for it to make fifty bucks. No, it was a big. It was a big game. Yeah, but how much are they going to make over the night split between four guys? I mean, a thousand bucks. A thousand bucks. They play twice a week. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. I guess. Yeah. I mean, so, dude, but there you're, was so you're much suggesting that he's setting up not only your hands but also two other guys. No, hands I think it was like, table. I and think then maybe the f- the board as well. That's like. I think he's setting up the board. Damn near impossible. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure, but it it it, it just did, like because I was getting hands. After a while, I was folding like any small pocket pair because uh-huh. it, it was like you know how hard it is to get pocket pair versus pocket pair. You know how hard it is to get like I literally got. I swear to God, I sat there for like. 45 minutes yeah and i must have gotten 50 made hands that's so hard but it's pocket also, pairs but also, suited connectors pocket pairs suited it's connectors. almost m- harder to imagine that he could deal you that perfectly yeah that you're you know right no they switch dealers kind of a lot like more than you would expect but i don't know but i really just from seeing people c- claim superstitious things like this or like I've seen it all, man. Like it's not only, dude. Honestly, I wouldn't think that much of it if I was running good. But it's like you know how hard it is for one pocket pair to well, happen. Of course, you never but think you're getting cheated when you're when, running good. When I was <laughs> folding like sixes, there'd be like queens versus kings, uh-huh. kings versus aces. I saw twice. There was all kinds of cooler hands where dudes would have aces cracked by like a flush hmm. or a straight. It was really, 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 really freaky. I mean, it could. I mean, it, it could be. It's, it's hard to say. Yeah, I wanted to but go you know, back and, like, investigate. Too. Have yeah. you ever heard of these uh, the, the card readers? There's, like, these machines now. Okay. It's just crazy, dude. You could take – the the deck looks exactly yeah, like Yeah, yeah. It's a, the a ones that they use deck. on TV, right? No. No, no, no. So the deck looks exactly like a chem deck, and the reader is, like, just, like, uh, this, like, weird scanner thing. They put them either inside a, a phone or, like, a, a car key. Or even inside the uh, the chip tray. Okay. Right. So all you do is you cut the deck in front of the reader, and it scans the side of the cards like a barcode, uh-huh. and essentially tells you uh, what seed is gonna have the winning hand. Wow. So someone will have like an earpiece or a thing on their phone that'll just be like seat seven wins. That's oh my god, that's insane. Yeah. So this is a real thing that's out there. So now that's something you gotta look out for. That's fucking gnarly. So yeah. so if you're like if it, you it got costs the chi- a ton of money though. If so. you got the chip reader, right? So so you're saying the um you're saying the the, the home game will put a couple people in the game mm-hmm. and when they have the winning hand, mm-hmm. they're just like, You got the winning hand, see yep. two, go for it. Yep. Do whatever you want. Yep. So it's like the guy could even have and then Deuce maybe he'll 10. signal to his partner in the game, so that guy will raise. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. He can re-raise or whatever. So exactly. it looks like he's not the aggressor. I mean, there was a lot of that. That was the other thing, like in this game. So I'm not like guaranteeing that that this is it how they rigged like it. They were doing some shit. But they I, definitely were because, like I said, I knew who the plants were. I knew after a while, I figured out who the plants were because, like, just being like, like I said, like my grandfather's a magician. I've been up on the fucking like three card fucking shelling a, you yeah. know the whole how that works i've known how that works for so long right so they had these two guys at the table who would like like push the action yeah. both of them were just were just and it was just the way it would just work out they were always like if there was a raise this guy would re-raise this guy would shove and then this guy would like whatever call and then this guy would fold I mean, maybe and then, they just had a great dealer dude i've seen i did this thing i think i told you about for uh for viceland on a show called black market i made like a, a like a documentary about humble brag humble brag shit right humble brag 
you guys can check it out. Where but can you watch that? I mean, online? Yeah, but look up on YouTube. There's a clip. Yeah. Uh, the reason I'm saying this is because there's a clip we interviewed this guy. He's a magician slash card mechanic. Okay. And he can do the fuck out of this shit you're talking about. There you go. But here's the thing. Well, he's he, a magician. He's like he, a professional. This guy has been practicing his entire life yeah. to do this. And he would only use this to make like Obviously. huge scores. They would go after whales in Vegas. Obviously, yeah. He told us about this scam where they would get um, a model home. They would rent it out for the night, set up a game like it's a home game, and find some like whale at the casinos, get them wasted, have them come in there. The bartender's in on it, the door guy, everyone at the table, and the dealer. And then they would just rape this guy for like 200 Gs. The that next day, he would come back looking for them, insane. and the place is gone. It's just That's a so crazy. Home. No one ever lived there. And you met this guy? Yeah. So um, we interviewed him like with a mask and everything. But uh, the clips are pretty sick. You see Tell him? me his real name right now. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, Don the Magician. That's a crazy. So what is he? Does that guy, I mean, I, I guess but you so can't he's even like say. out of the game. But he said no, that but I mean, back he's in pr- Vegas he used to hustle people. He doesn't, like, like do magic or anything like now that he now? Ma- he does magic. He yeah. does magic. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think he's the guy. I'm, uh, maybe not. He probably doesn't want to say. But there is a guy. He's probably the same guy that I saw. There's a guy who actually, like, has a show called The Card Mechanic or something like that. Well, on TV, it's either in Vegas. YouTube? No, it's a live show. It's a live oh. magic show, and it's built around card games. They, probably, they and, probably know each other, or he wrote a book about it, or something like he that. He was pretty nasty, though, man. When we were on set, he actually stole like the sound guy's watch. Like for real, for real. Well, like he gave it back. Right, 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 right. right. As the guy was liking him up, he stole his watch. Yeah. Oh, by the way, here's your watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Old school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like I'm like. So it could have been one of those dudes, but I imagine that he would be. I know it's possible. I know it's possible. And like I said, I like I watched the dealer shuffle, and I know for a fact that he was keeping the top of the deck on the top of the cards. So yeah. it just made oh, me yeah. like I could see him false uh-huh. shuffling oh, okay. like a hundred percent. So it, you didn't it, grab his hand. Like, no, I didn't know what to do because it, I just folded all my hands. I just like I just didn't play. I just like the only hand that I, I actually won money because the only hand I really played was against my friend. So I knew it was <laughs> I knew it was legit. Yeah, but it turned out it was that was also a crazy cooler because mm-hmm. uh, the way that I played it, I played it so aggressively. Um, I didn't realize that he had an overpair to the board. And uh, I think I had, like, top pair or something like that. So I was just betting it so aggressively by the turn, he just folded. He was like, I guess you got a set here or two pair. It's like, I, like you, you, you just don't – because we know each other pretty well. He's like, yeah, you just don't – you don't play this aggressively. And I, yeah. and I was like – and then later in the night, I was like, what did you have? And he's like, dude, I had queens. And I was like, are you fucking serious? You fucking folded queens? That's uh-huh. so crazy. Bitch. And that's when it made me realize it was like there was just I don't know, man. Like everybody had a made hand. Mm-hmm. Were they was it a rake game? Were they taking rake off the table? No. Oh. That's what I mean, they must have been fucking around. That's when you start to really Maybe you guys are playing and, with a pinochle deck. And also, they weren't taking rake from the game, and on top of that, um, they had they just kept buying new stuff all the time. Like, oh, we just got a new table and like <laughs> there's a there's a you know, there's a new bar and and yeah, everything. They weren't taking rake, so no. And and there'd was, be like they were acting like they weren't making a profit. There'd be like or? pizzas and shit, and the guy'd be like, "Yeah, have some pizza, you know, just you know, kick a couple bucks if you want. If not, just have some pizza, no problem." And like, hmm. there'd be like ten pizzas, and people. It, it just felt really, it felt really like a little bit too 
friendly. Yeah. It felt a bit weird. And the guy who ran the game. Well, let's go in there and he would hustle lose, these motherfuckers. He would lose. <laughs> yeah, I wanted, I, I thought about, like, I thought about, like, this would be amazing to, like. We'll just go in there separately. They won't know we know each other. And we'll. Or no, let's like fucking expose them and then like blackmail them. Like go back and be like, oh, I yeah. got this video. Yeah. Like I had glasses video and I made this. <laughs> I made this video and we know you're cheating and we're gonna fucking like. Yeah. I got this mob boss who's gonna. We're gonna go to the gaming commission. We're gonna break your fucking <laughs> arms if you don't give us thousand dollars a game. That'd be crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude, that was crazy. I just like, I just stopped going. Cause I'd rather play in casinos. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Because yeah. of that shit. I play in one home game, which is friends, and that's fine. We play real low stakes. Yeah. You know, we play once a week. Well, it's like I'll play somewhere where I know twenty dollar buy. So I'll be like, this dealer is way too stupid to cheat. I can <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know the I guy. mean, I like to play just like small home games, and like I play a couple different home games that are small buy-ins, twenty dollars here, forty dollars there, and and that, that way it's like because I don't drink alcohol, for example, so who can't spend forty dollars at a bar? Yeah. So. If I lose forty bucks, no big deal. It's not that bad. No, you'd be all right. Forty bucks once a week is—it's uh, not great, but it also—it's—it's it's like, oh, do you? I never eat out. I never buy sneakers. There's a lot of things I could spend forty bucks on, so wow. it's not that bad. This just got kind of sad. <laughs> Why? You and. I don't you eat. Do, you never do anything, man. No, I don't do I don't, anything. I don't eat. I don't take no, care of myself. I, don't, I, don't. I could gamble my last four I mean, you, know, <laughs> you know the last time I bought toothpaste? I mean, come on. I'm good, bro. I got 40 bucks laying Come on, around. dude. Let's just play a hand right now. <laughs> One quick hand. <laughs> 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 I've nah, seen I've been the like, signs, man. I see the signs. <laughs> I've been on a pretty bad downswing, to be honest with oh, you. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think I'm a break-even poker player. Every, yeah, everybody likes to think that. Well, keep, I mean, I keep, keep my records? stats. Yeah, oh, I keep do. my stats. Yeah, I do keep my stats. I was up, um, I think, I was up, I had my bankroll up to 1,500, and then per, I hit, like, a massive downswing. And I was too stupid to, like, I don't know, I just kind of plunged ahead full steam. Yeah. And that's why online's good, because you can back up. You can go, like, but a casino, I'm playing already playing the lowest stakes. But I, but I was, like, at the time, I was, like, all right, I'll play two buy-ins. If I lose two buy-ins, I go home. And I just kept buying. I would just play two buy-ins no matter what instead of being like, well, maybe I'll just play one buy-in or a half a buy-in. When I first started, I'd be like, oh, I'll just I'll play a half a buy-in if, if I fuck up. I, maybe two, I was two like, half buy-ins or something. I was like a freak when I first started, man. Like 18, 19 years old playing against guys in their 40s and 50s. Yeah. And I had just no fear whatsoever because you have zero responsibilities in my life. I'm making like... You can't lose Way the rent money. Way more money than I've ever seen in my life. So I'm just like, I was having swings. I was going up and down like five grand every week. That's insane. I would like win a shitload. I would fucking spend all the money on my friends, go back, lose every dollar, be piss broke, and then have to go back to work the next day, deal it off. Wow. And this was just like for years, man, until eventually I was just like, actually, when I started smoking weed is when I decided like, Gambling is stupid as hell. Right, right. So it you literally just, was like the same day. I was like, you just completely got out of it. You just completely well, I just got kept it. dealing for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I haven't done it now in like a couple of years. But so um, you don't play poker at all? No, not even a fun home game. If You're I'm not like, coming to our game for twenty bucks. I, I, I might, I might, I could do that. Um, but yeah, it's like you know, it's like if you work in a restaurant for like ten years, you don't want to eat that food anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like poker just kind of lost its. It luster to me. Just you saw the inner workings of the game, yeah. yeah. But now I could definitely, if I like, am in a city where there's a casino or something, I'll pop in and play a little, 
one two or something. There's like that, amazing so. casinos in in L. A. I mean, obviously, yeah. but you know, I we're, haven't actually been in. We're busy doing comedy. That's all. That's also a gamble. So, yeah. <laughs> tell me a little a bit about that. What What are you working on right now? Comedy wise, yeah, I'm writing a lot. I'm going on tour with the Lucas Bros. That's cool. Uh, in a couple weeks. You you uh, you wrote for you write for their TV shows or yeah, I wrote on their cartoon. What was that on Cartoon Network or it was on. Uh, was it on Adult Swim? It was Swim? on Fox. Oh, it was on Fox? Yeah. And oh, cool. I got moved to FXX at the end. Uh-huh. But uh, it was ADHD. It was like Fox's animation upright. That, I see. Uh, is defunct now. But uh, yeah, I wrote a little bit on their special. I've just been working with them forever. Like I pretty much work on everything they do. Yeah. <coughs> Are you working on whatever they're working on now? Um, we're. I'm helping them write another special. They're doing another hour soon. Cool. And, uh, yeah, we have just a bunch of little pitches. I think we're doing a, a Facebook show. All kinds of stuff like that. That's dope. Yeah, man. But just trying to get into stand-up out here, too. Everyone says it's so hard to get up in L.A., so. I You've been doing all right. I see your name popping up. <laughs> yeah, it's only been, like, two weeks. I'll, I'll be doing all right. No, you're doing good. Yeah. You're doing really good. You're just a little You're just a little weasel. You know, you weasel your <laughs> way in. That's great. That's what I do, man. You're yeah. like a little New York weasel. That's you why know? I had to move. Everyone in New York is hip to my tricks. Is that right? You <laughs> just kind of... Like, yeah, they're like, enough for you, bro. <laughs> you're like, like you right. weaseled in here three times. You're yeah, good yeah. to go. I mean, that's I, I literally am relentless. What's your about. technique? You Emails? No, I just walk in and be like, hey, yo, what time am I on? Damn. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But that actually did work once. At, uh, <laughs> <laughs> at uh, this show, Broken Comedy, Matchless in Brooklyn. Yeah, a long time ago, my friend Nimesh Patel. I used to just go in there every week and just harass them for spots. and Because uh, I lived like a block away from the spot. And uh, yeah, one day I was just like, what time am I on, man? And he was confused. He was like, uh, you can go next. <laughs> he just brought me up. And did you do well? Yeah, did And fun. that's it. Yeah, yeah once yeah. you do well, then it makes it all worthwhile. Yeah. Once you harass people and then the, and then they're like, all right, fine, whatever, and then yeah. you do well, you're like, see, I told you, exactly. man. The show needs me, baby. It's, I it's did not, this for y'all. It's not that bad, you know? It's not going <laughs> to kill you to give me a spot once no. a year. Yeah. <laughs> you got anything coming up? I mean, this is going to come out next week, but next week. When uh, are you starting your show out here? Um, I don't know. I'm working on a little something, something. But I can't really. I have no details. Oh, you can't talk about it. I have no details. Oh, you can't talk about it. It's exclusive. I literally can't. I I can't talk about it because I'd be lying. Okay. At this point. But you want to start your own uh, show? Yeah, I'm working on. I'm gonna start a show out here. I'm starting a podcast of my own too. Oh, you're starting a podcast? Uh, Yeah. It's gonna be called Halfway Crooks. Oh, cool. And it's I'm gonna be talking to just comics that have similar criminal pasts. Oh, that's great! Anyone that's done crime, any comics out there? Or oh, well, any, you know, I guess I guess you'll have me on there. I've done my fair share of crime. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, uh, mostly like tax evasion or some bro, Jew- <laughs> Jewy thing. I used to run with the literally the biggest weed dealer on the East Coast. Oh snap! Like I'm talking Mack trucks of Damn. ganja across the Canadian border every week. That's fucking sick. So yeah, we'll talk about that for sure. Holler at your boy. <laughs> I should be writing a script about it, to be honest with you. Yeah. I once took $1 million in cash to an apartment on the west side on a, that Monica Levinsky lived in the building. In that same building as Monica Levinsky. Damn. And you, Wait, you pronounce it Levinsky? Wait, what, what was her name? Lewinsky? You mean the Le- lady that Blue, Clinton yeah. jizzed on? Yeah, who was yeah. that? Lewinsky. With a what w. did I say? Levinsky? No, Lewinsky. That's what I said. With a W. Oh, okay. Monica. Yeah, who I'm cares? Glad. I don't fucking know her I'm name. Gl- I'm glad that we're talking about she's this. She's a fucking <laughs> cigar. She, she's a go- she fucked a cigar. I mean, yeah. why is she so rich and famous? 
don't know, man. Dude, there was a sick building. Yeah, I used to roll with this guy, and he started out. Like, you know the movie Blow? Yeah. So it's like in the beginning of Blow, the, the, the main character sells weed. He goes to Amherst, Massachusetts because there's five colleges there. Yeah. And sells weed. I'm sitting in the movie theater with the dude in Amherst, Massachusetts, who literally has that area on lock, the weed game on lock. He, at the time, he was selling about 200 pounds a week. Oh, wow. And his boy was, like, bringing it across on, like, snowmobiles and shit across this lake. That's funny to be in the theater, and he's just like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. That's not how it happened. We were literally like, whoa. that's Because he's like, you know how much weed you can sell when there's five colleges? And, and, and I'm just, like, looking at him like, dude, are you fucking kidding me? This is yeah. so funny. So anyway, that dude eventually worked his way up to get involved with this, like, massive East Coast crew that would bring over thousands of pounds this is pre nine eleven, by the way. Wow, that and, sounds uh, awesome. And yeah, you um, should write a movie about that. It'd be dope. Yeah, I was involved for a while. They, they I was, I got out of that pretty quickly because I, 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 fucked up like a bit. Like I was supposed to pick something up. Oh, and I, David keeps smoking all the weed. No, I man. just like I missed the pickup, and it was just like <laughs> that. That was they were just like they, they, they told my friend like, hey, don't this guy's. I don't <laughs> want to see this guy ever again. But yeah. it was fine, whatever. Right. But anyway, one time, I used to count this guy's money and keep his. I used to live in his safe house and all this shit. Yeah. And then one time he goes, hey, you got to do me a huge favor. I'm leaving town. You got to do this for me, man. This is massive. And I go, what is it? He goes, you got to take this bag over to this dude. You know, his name's Roger or whatever, but he, his name's not Roger or whatever. He goes, you got to take this bag to Roger. And I was like, all right, what's in the bag? And he's like, it's cash. And then I look over and it's like, you know, those hockey bags, like the really, really big ones. Yeah. Really big hockey yeah. bags. Like, I can put all my hockey gear in this. My stick fits in it long ways. All my pads, my helmet, everything. It's massive. This thing was full of cash. Not $100 bills, $20 bills bricked up into, like, whatever, $10,000 bricks. Full. Full. Like, it was heavier than a fucking human being. And I, I opened it up, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, how much fucking money is this? And he's like, it's over a million dollars. Just fucking take it to Roger. Here's his address. I got a black car coming. And I was like, is there a door guy? What do I, he goes, there's a door guy. Just walk in, look at the door guy, say, I'm going to see this guy. The guy, the door guy is going to say, okay, everyone's paid off. Every, everything's fine. So I did it. I took the fucking huge bag of money in a black car, and I'm in the car like, dude, I could literally just be like, take me to the fucking Greyhound. Yeah. I could do any. I could just go to Mexico, go to Mexico right now. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I could have bought a farm. <laughs> I could have just went to great. I could have went to the Amtrak. Could have bought the farm. I think that's the term for getting murdered. Nah, this guy's wouldn't murder me. No. Maybe Roger would. Maybe his crew would have. But but my friend wasn't. He he got ripped off all the time, and he was just like you know. I remember one time I got ripped off. Like I used to like take little trips to Philly. Yeah. And I got I got ripped off. This dude ripped me off, and I went to my friend and I said like I got ripped off. You know. Now I owe you thirty thousand dollars. Oh shit. And he goes, okay, you got two choices. You can quit now and owe me zero i'm fine with that or i can just keep feeding you work and you can just pay it off whenever you feel like it just pay me off 500 here a thousand here and i go what about the dude yeah what are we gonna do about this he goes you're not gonna do anything about it who cares just don't don't work with him anymore he's either gonna come back to you begging for a job or you're just gonna like deal like you're just gonna make the money back wow and i paid him back over like a year i paid him back and then he gave me two pounds of weed for free Jeez. So he basically handed me like 
I paid him back like you know whatever twenty or thirty grand after he was like making like making super easy money. Yeah. And then he just handed me like whatever ten grand. Wild. For free, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Eight grand. Yeah, it's crazy. That reminds me of one of the first nights that I uh, worked in this club with these mob guys. They um. They made me go at like four in the morning to pick up money to pay off a player that had won, right? So I go to this dude's house, this mob guy who they basically say is an enforcer. This guy's got a fucking lazy eye. He is literally the color of a catcher's mitt because he has a tanning bed in his house. Nice. And he, this guy is so tan that he's like, you can't see him in the <laughs> dark, bro. And one eye looks straight to the left. And he, this dude. Was he big? He's huge. Yeah, he's a monster. Yeah. This guy's terrifying. And uh, he called me Spooky Johnson. He th- he could never get my name right. Literally for ten years ago. Hey, Spooky Johnson, how you doing? That's great. <laughs> he just dead ass thought that's what my name was. But so I go to this guy's house. This is the first time I had ever met him. Uh, it's four in the morning. He buzzes me up. I walk up to his apartment. He opens the door. He's wearing a robe with nothing underneath it. Open, dick swinging. <laughs> he's holding a twenty-two in his hand, and he's got a Chinese food rice container. What? And in the rice container is 40 grand in cash. Wow. And he's like, here you go, kid. And he goes, you might want to take a cab. It's kind of dangerous out there. And oh, I was like, what? it's dangerous in here. This is the most dangerous situation I've ever been in in my entire life. So he just handed you the money, and then you had to take that money to yeah, the next guy. Yeah, back to the guy. club. Yeah, I had to go wow. back and pay him off. But, like, wow. just that was, again, I was, like, maybe 17, 18 years old at this point. Um Wow. Just fucking shitting my pants, bro. And what'd you do? Did you take a cab? Yeah, I took a cab. <laughs> yeah, I fucking took a cab. I was like, all right, sure, you got it, man. One but time um, I used to take like pounds of weed down from on the East Coast. And one time I broke down. I mean, this is like, this is the ultimate white privilege story. Yeah. I used to drive a sob. I'm like, whatever, 22 years old. I'm like, in New Jersey, zero tolerance state for weed, by the way. This is a, f- I'm like, literally, uh-huh. yeah, felony charge waiting to happen. Yeah, it was at the time. I break down. I'm at. I'm. I'm mean, on this road, like leading towards like the bridge, going over into Philadelphia. I'm like maybe five miles from Philly, where where I was going, and I break down. My clutch just completely stops working, and I'm at this red light, and I'm like calling AAA, and I see this cop behind me. I got like twenty pounds of weed in the fucking trunk. Price smells like fucking Northern California. <laughs> this guy gets out of his car, comes up. I'm like, oh, he goes, what's up? I go, yeah, just the clutch, you know. Gave out. I just I already got AAA on the way, and the guy just goes, "All right, cool, yeah, yeah. Let me just push you into this uh, in this the Dunkin' Donuts right here." This cop pushes my car into the Dunkin' Donuts, pulls in. There's already three or four cop cars already Eesh. in there. He goes into the Dunkin' Donuts, and they just sit there and eat donuts while a guy comes to tow me. That's crazy, man. That's so nuts. That must have been the most terrifying. Like ten minutes. I was wait, waiting for the guy to. That show was up. pretty terrifying. But then when I get there. I had to take the bag of weed out of the trunk. I have this again. Without them noticing. Well, I didn't care about them, but I had this like giant like hockey bag, yeah. and I get, I took, I, I had to get a cab, right? So I, this I guy get, you worked for was actually an NHL player. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he was hockey bags for everything. Exactly. Got so many of them laying around. Well, what do you put? You know, what, yeah. what do you put? That's like when you see a movie and there's a million dollars in cash and they bring a little small. Yeah. Briefcase in, you're like, nope. Nah. Nope. Or there's like a huge drug deal and they're like, yeah, well, Coke is whatever. You can put a lot of Coke in a small briefcase, obviously. <laughs> but if there's like a giant like weed deal, 
and they're just bringing in like a small duffel bag. It's like that's a thousand dollars. Give me a break. Yeah, <laughs> get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. You know, this dude used to pile up boxes in in a warehouse. I mean, boxes of cash. Of weed. Oh, weed. When he would get the weed, it would come in like, dude, he would get pallets of He's like. He's getting it from Canada? Yeah, it would all come from Canada. Wow. He offered me a, a job to go to Canada for one year, and he was going to give me a million dollars in cash. Jesus. To go live in Canada for a year and grow weed. And I didn't fucking take that job. Wow. Like a dumbass. Well, you have the open mic. Like a dumb dude. Help me, 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 help me,